What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, the Redhead Official Podcast. I'm Lee Smith, host of the Redhead Official Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. If you're a first-time listener, I'll do my best not to suck. And if you are a returning listener, uh, thank you so very, very much. And we're trying to grow this podcast one listener at a time, one listener at a time. Special shout outs to the uh, UK, the Philippines, Israel, India, Ireland, Germany, uh, South Africa, and I think I'm forgetting one. Canada. There we go. Yeah, I really, really appreciate you guys checking in. All right. Over 40 men. What if you could lose up to 20 pounds in as little as the next 30 days? Think it's impossible? Think again. You can do it and you will do it if you are willing to apply yourselves. But you need the proper venue. And that venue is the Funk Roberts Over 40 Alpha Program. Why Over 40 Alpha? Because it's designed specifically for Over 40 Men by Funk Roberts. Who is Funk Roberts? Funk Roberts is one of the preeminent fitness influencers and fitness trainers on the planet. He's a 51-year-old former pro volleyball player, current mixed martial arts trainer and fighter at 51 years old. He has done research around how to maximize over 40 men, how to 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 give us the uh, workouts and the nutrition that are going to allow us to get lean muscle mass and lose belly fat. So you can go to the over 40 men's guide to fitness.com. That's the over 40, 40 being the number 40, the over 40 men's guide to fitness.com. Once you're there, just for going there, you'll have access to my, my free ebook, Fitness Psychology. Five, five proven methods to overcome self-doubt. And once you're, by the way, that is absolutely free. And once you're there, you'll have access for $1, $1 less than the price of a New York City subway token uh, for a 30-day trial to the Funk Roberts Over 40 Alpha platform. And by the way, Funk Roberts, is an Amazon number one best-selling author. He has a book called Rapid Body Makeover. You can cop that. And he also just dropped another book called Over 40 Shred. And that just dropped, uh, I think it was last Friday or like maybe this Monday. Anyway, so guys, I don't do much with Twitter, but... Um, it's amazing, you know, like you hear about these these things about Twitter is just crazy, it's just a, a, a cauldron of negativity and people clamoring for likes and retweets and a bunch of misinformation and false narratives and people creating what they want to for whatever context that they they want. And I actually got into this the other night. I didn't even know it. I didn't even know. What happened was I was not watching the Lakers Heat game. This was game game four, right? But uh, for whatever reason, I went on to Twitter while the game was, was on. 
day. And uh, I'm looking at the feed and all this, and I see a a highlight. And the highlight is LeBron James intercepts a pass, and then he's speeding up the court, and uh, Tyler Hero is sort of running next to him, and then LeBron leans into him and uh, Hero falls. And some of the tweets around it were that LeBron had just run him over and, you know, because that's what he he does and, you know, it's just unfair and, you know, it's all this type of, type of stuff. And so I commented, that was a flop. Hero flopped. I mean, that was an obvious flop. Like, like, how could anybody look at that, that play and not go, this guy is acting. It's a flop. And there were some people that were saying, yeah, right. Uh, um, um, other people, um, uh, you know, I could see were um, also uh, saying saying that, but other people were saying that no, it isn't a flop, and that LeBron, you know, just ran him over and stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he's on the guy's side, all right. So LeBron is powerful, obviously, right? But he can't run somebody over when the person's on the side of them. It would be kind of like. Marshawn Lynch okay <laughs> like if if like Marshawn Lynch couldn't run me over if I'm on the side of him right you know what I mean so anyway it's just crazy but so I didn't think anything else about it until today uh, I could see that somebody had tweeted at me so I was like well who tweeted at me so uh, evidently a guy didn't like the fact that I tweeted that hero flopped and this is what he said 160 pound hero could stand his ground versus LeBron laughing Mayo. Clippers will also be champions like you and the media predicted. And then he gives three happy faces. So my first response was, or my first thought was, how did he get to that, the, that I'm anti-Laker or I predicted the Clippers and like, like, and then I'm like, how is Tyler Hero 160 pounds? Which is another thing. I like people just exaggerate things. You know, like the guy's six six five. Okay, so and he's listed at 195 pounds, I think. Right. So how could he be 160 pounds? So what I said to him was. See, this is a small example of what drives people nuts about social media. 
To be factual, Hero was 195 pounds. Allen Iverson was 160 at five inches shorter. So how can he be 160 as well? But beyond that, Hero obviously flopped. Braun gave him the, the forearm, but Hero is on his side. And then I went on to say, oh, because the, um, the uh, caption here reads, where, where fast break meets bully ball and I was like that's not bully ball I mean it's bully ball you know to the point where like he did lean on him but once again hero flopped so that was kind of like what set this whole thing up right and so then I continue you're taking the comment as a slight against LeBron when I'm actually chastising Hero for flopping. Then you insinuate that I'm anti-Laker, all that from a simple stop flopping comment. If Hero was in front of Bron taking a, a charge or if Bron had extended his arm, that would be different. I'm assuming you saw the same replay I did. Have you ever played high-level basketball before? Based on your comments, I don't think you have. It's a flop, and it cheapens the game. So that's what what I said to him, right? And it's, but it was a, it was a, it's a microcosm of Twitter. And of social media generally, but Twitter in particular. It's this echo chamber of people just seeking likes, retweets, and being certainly freely uh, willing to twist virtually any comment into whatever narrative they see fit. And, um, so an example of that would be uh, well so okay the the um, uh, Washington Redskins or Washington football team or whatever they are right now uh, benched the Wayne Haskins on Wednesday I think it is okay and immediately there was social media outrage about this is this is racial and see see how it is you know in the league if you're black you know and you're a QB and and you know and your leash is um, so much shorter and all this type of stuff and and just total BS. Total, I mean like and. Um, Jason Whitlock was on OutKick the other day, uh, and well, well, actually yesterday, and uh, he did a a whole segment about it, like, and he pointed out, excuse me, the fact that Doug Williams, who is black, as we all 
all know, um, is the Washington uh, Redskins, whatever they are now, um, vice president of player development, I think. Okay. Uh, they just hired another executive who happens to be black. Uh, I'm not sure who who he is or what position he has, but he's a high level um, executive. They had a guy for many years who was a uh, high up, who was who was black, um, who had a very important job. I forgot what this guy's name is, but um. Uh, I wish I could remember now, but, but anyway, but the point is this, and he mentioned this, um, that these things happen. They happen to everybody. Okay. Arizona Cardinals last year draft, uh, drafted Josh Rosen, not, uh, last year, but in 2018, number one pick, right? This guy, they kick him after season one. And then they go after a quarterback who's not only black, but he's five foot nine. Let that sink in. <laughs> out of all of the white quarterbacks out there that they could have have picked. And, and by the way, I think Rosen was like 6'5", 230 or something like that. They go and get a five foot nine inch black dude. Russell Wilson, another one. This guy's five foot ten. <laughs> Not only is he black, but he's a five foot ten inch black guy. <laughs> who um uh who who at one one point, I don't know if he is is now, but at one point. He was the highest paid quarterback in the entire NFL. <laughs> I mean, let the, I mean, this is the lunacy, man. This is the lunacy of the of the victim mob, of the victim mentality mob that's always looking to find that that uh how can I phrase this? That seeks to constantly look to blame others for the problems in their own lives okay right it, it, i mean it's 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 part of the same mindset it's part of the same um ideology this ideology of a per perpetual victimhood okay the highest and and um uh, he might still be the highest paid quarterback right now. Uh, I I know when he resigned, I think it was in 2018, it was the highest quarterback salary ever. <laughs> At a five foot 10 inches. Okay. So, right. So just let that sink in. He's black, which is negative number one, allegedly. And he's five foot ten, which is definitely negative. Okay. 
and he still got the highest contract in NFL history. Why? Because he performs. Because he's a, a really great quarterback. And that's why. Now, but we can take this even, even further. Okay. Has it has has anybody looked at the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> uh Lamar Jackson. Okay. Right? Black quarterback, right? Who's the backup there? Robert Griffin the <laughs> third. A guy who cannot play quarterback, although he actually looks looks like he he has become at at least serviceable now. But for a time, he could not play quarterback. He was terrible. Okay, he his his fundamentals were detestable. I mean, just absolutely awful. Okay, and by the way, who drafted him? <laughs> Washington. <laughs> and by the way, you can take this even further. How did even how did Haskins even get to Washington? Like, why was he even there? Well, he was there because. They didn't want to pay Kirk Cousins, who is what? White. (laughs) So they didn't want to pay him. Well, I'll say it like this to be fair. They wanted to pay him. They just didn't want to pay him what he wanted. Okay. (laughs) And so that's how the opportunity was even. Otherwise, they would have never picked him in the first place. But, you know, why let the facts stand in the way of a good narrative? (laughs) Uh, Trying to think who else is out there. Who else is out there? Um, Oh, I'll give you another one. Tom Brady, okay, leaves New England. Who do they get? Cam Newton. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, I mean, so here we have Cam uh, as uh, quarterback in at the premier winning franchise in the entire league. (laughs) I mean, these guys have had a 20 year run. You know, I mean, it's unprecedented. Uh, like, isn't it? It's something like they haven't won less than eleven games in a season since like two two thousand or something like that, or, or ninety nine or ninety eight or something like that. I mean, it's insane, right? But again, <laughs> why let the facts get in the way? of the narrative um 
trying to think who else is out there uh who else is around trying to think some some somebody else uh oh (laughs) Patrick Mahomes who did Patrick Mahomes replace Alex Smith a white guy (laughs) right and it wasn't like Alex was playing poorly he was playing solid ball he just wasn't explosive okay Patrick Mahomes is a generational type dude so guess what he won the job nobody gave a damn that he was black nobody it doesn't matter it isn't relevant all they want to do is just win and right now you could make an argument that he is the most popular player in the entire NFL Patrick Mahomes okay yeah so again but you know you just wonder like like uh, what's the motivation here and I think it's just uh, it has something to do with needing to embrace being a victim and living in in victim narrative and uh, one and and feeling like if you don't own victimhood that somehow you're being untrue to some code some some place you know but it's awful you know I it's absolutely a despicable way to conduct your your life and to live and to perpetuate to share with others to teach your kids and your relatives you know in your circle it's just disgusting and it and it doesn't lead to winning when you live your life that way you are destined to lose every now and again you might luck up but for most people when they live as a as a make-believe victim they are going to lose you're not going to win right and the reason that you're not is because you're you are never going to uh, take full ownership of the outcomes in your life. You are never going to take full personal accountability. And ultimately, it's personal responsibility and personal accountability that sets you on the path towards greatness. Now, it may not happen right away, okay? And there may be years of ups and downs and this type of, of you know, thing. But uh, when you live the other way, you have zero chance barring luck. And uh, living upon luck is no way to live. Anyway, guys, 
that's my episode, the Redhead Official Podcast. Thank you so much, and I will see you again soon on the inside.